Hey, hi, uh, I am Richard Donner, but you can call me Dick, and you're listening to Superman Movie Minute. Is that right? Did I do it right? Hello and welcome to another thrill-packed episode of Superman 3 Movie Minute, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can fly as 1983 Superman 3, five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire & Water Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Franklin, and joining me on this journey through time and space is... Rob Kelly. Hey Rob, how's it going? It's going great, Chris. I have a giant stack of quarters sitting here, and I am going to be playing this Superman video game for a while. That's right. <laughs> See how sco- how high you can get your score here. That's you know, right. maybe you can maybe you can beat Ross the Boss's score on this one. <laughs> uh, we begin these minutes with Superman in the middle of a video game, and he's dodging rockets. And we end these minutes with Gus Gorman zipping ziplining on a yo-yo string. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. Uh, so. <laughs> So what did you think of these uh, shots? These are not video game shots, but shots of Christopher Reeve dodging uh, the exploding rockets uh, on, a, on a green screen. How, how, how do you feel about those? Effects-wise, it's ever so slightly dodgy uh, in terms of you can sort of tell it's a green screen. But what I really like is that we get to see a version of Superman that we really haven't seen in the previous two films. Where, And I mentioned this on uh, the show with, uh, with uh, Dave Galler, where like, the Superman movies just don't really get into how fast he can move. I think they maybe figured it was confusing for, for people to understand that he could move uh, you know, incredibly fast. But I like seeing Superman darting left and right in the sky like that. It looks really cool. He doesn't, you know, he's not a battleship that takes many miles to kind of change direction. He can just go, rrr, 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 and he can, you know, bank really hard. And so I like that. I like that we're seeing him going vrr, 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 in between these missiles. So it's a cool sequence. Yeah, I really like it too. Yeah, it, the, the green screen word. I mean, it's, but it, it's, it's, it's of the time, you know, it's, yep. it, it, it looked, but it, of the time it looked great and it, it holds up pretty well, but yeah. Christopher Reeve, of course, is the best special effect because he's like he really looks like he's he's selling that he's trying to dodge these things and he's he's working with nothing you know just just yeah. like all the actors nowadays have to work with you know that's Thanos standing over there oh okay uh, you know it's like, uh, you know Josh Brolin is actually like two foot taller than he really is yeah uh, but yeah that uh, giant green ball two feet above Josh. Uh, Brolin's head is what you're looking at. Right, right, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's he was an early pioneer of, of that type <laughs> of stuff. So it, it does look good. Uh, Lorelai is rooting for Superman, and that gets her the stink eye from Ross. Uh, so she changes her tune a bit, and we do get a. We keep referencing all these things for the first movie. We get a video game clip of Reeves classic one fist forward flying pose <laughs> that comes right at the camera. Did you did you like that? I did. I mean it. I mean, you, you, you have children, obviously. I do not, but I would love to. What it would be like to show this to a small child and have them understand this is what video games used to look like. <laughs> See, I've I've got one of those um, those Nintendo classics. Those little they look like a miniature Nintendo Entertainment System, and you just plug it straight into your TV, and it's got about like fifty games on it. Oh wow! And okay. It's got like the original Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Brothers, and 
and I'll play that occasionally so the kids do know that like oh that's a that's an eight. That, I don't know. If, I don't know how they take to Atari, but this looks like an eight-bit Nintendo game. It's what yep. this looks like. Yep. And so, like you know, Atari's even, of course, more primitive uh, than that. Uh, so, I, an Atari game, they'd probably be like, "How could you ever see anything in that?" It's it's literally like four dots, you know. I mean, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> that little cube of color. That's Indiana Jones. That's okay. right. <laughs> okay, yeah. I gotta go with it. Yeah. Uh, Vera tells Ross to keep Superman occupied while she readies the MX. And the MX is a large missile that looks like Kit's meaner older brother. Uh, Knight Rider came out the year before. And, uh, Rob, I just have to think that the flashing red eye on the front of this missile was inspired by Knight Rider, by Kit, uh, which was in turn inspired by the Cylons of Battlestar Galactica. What do you think? Oh yeah, I, I think they're. They, I think this movie especially is just trying to grab everything they could from what kids were into. Because you think about what culturally kids, and this was, you know, this was our age. I mean, you're a little younger than me, so but I mean, this was around both our times of how drastically kids' existence was between seventy eight and eighty, and then eighty and eighty three. I mean, it was a huge change. You're le- yeah. the stuff that I played with in seventy eight. Uh, was not that different in 1980, but boy, howdy, was it by 1983? I mean, it was yeah. just completely different. And so, they, you know, in a lot of ways, the Superman producers are trying to kind of keep up with youth culture. Was into it. Yeah, I mean that's true. I mean, it it, it changed so rapidly too. It's like there was so much, and I, I mean, a lot of it goes for kids. A lot of it goes to when they. Uh, they deregulated that you could like make a half hour long commercials for toys. You know, basically. Thank you, Ronald so you got, Reagan. Yeah, thanks, Reagan. You got GI Joe, Transformers, He Man, all that stuff. You know, and it's like you know it, they had like a window of like maybe six months to be mega popular before you. They could still be somewhat popular, but you know it's like before the next thing came along. So yeah, it's like the the shelf life of what was popular was brief. So I mean, but you know, Knight Rider just came on the year before. So like, hey. We've got a super a super missile. Let's make it look like Kit, you know. <laughs> I, I really love that Superman turns and kicks one of the rockets. That that's such a cool effect. I mean, it, it, I always thought whenever Superman like like does something in the air other than just propelling forward, that's that's a neat that's a neat trick. I did find it awkward that he kicks it. Like it just looks weird. I wish he had punched it. I think that would look kind of a little more badass. But yeah, I agree that you know it, it adds some 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 practical fighting skills while he's floating in the sky. So I did it just. But if like if you go through that sequence and you watch it kind of frame by frame, it just looks. There's one point where it just looks really weird. Does he shoot me with his leg out like? Like okay, all right. He's gonna one drop singular it. sensation. Da, yeah, da, da, yeah, da, exactly. da, da, da. yeah. <laughs> Superman in a course line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Superman dodges the last of Ross's rockets and game over appears on the screen. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, did they take the video game thing just a bit too far, Rob? You think? I don't know. Just a, just a smidge. Just a smidge. <laughs> <laughs> Distracted by the prospect of more rockets, Superman runs headlong into the MX, which explodes sending the Man of Steel reeling backwards. It almost looks like Superman Mouse. Shit! Doesn't it? I mean, to me, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you watch that, it, it almost looks like Christopher Reeves <laughs> starts to say shit. <laughs> I, 
I don't think I've really noticed that exactly, but he does look, he does mouth something. Uh, yeah. That would be funny if Superman just gets that frustrated. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I caught Superman going Lois in the first movie when, you know, that's silent when Lois is dying in the earthquake, you know, but it's so it, it, it yeah, I don't know if he, he's mouthing something. Yeah. And I, I, I just, like to, yeah. I, I just watched it again. It does kind of look like that. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. <laughs> you know, if if Superman just cussed just a little bit, it would it give more impact, right? Just 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 like one little swear word, you know. So it 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 would be it would be kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> Superman flipping over end to end and slamming into the rocks, I, I think that's really well done. I mean, we saw some stuff like that in the big battle with the Phantom Zone villains, but that was at night, covered up. You know, it was the dark and. This is actually in the daylight. I think it. I think it holds up pretty well. Yeah, I think it looks nice. I, I said I like the the matching of the green screen, and then he hits that rock pile, and then of course then it, then that's a practical set uh, when he hits it. And so yeah, there's a lot more um, a lot more of Christopher Reeve having to be acrobatic on the flying rig than the other two movies where he was just kind of straight ramrod straight back forth. Uh, so yeah. here he's flipping, he's kicking, he's he's getting a workout. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, they're up in their game with the flying in this one. I mean, I th- and that's good. I mean, they they're not resting on their laurels, and they're trying to give. You know, like well, they haven't seen him do this before, which is mm-hmm. that's fun. I mean, especially when you're you know you're a kid, you're like, oh, cool, Superman, he did that. And I mean, that of course that adds to you know the the comic feel because the comic book artists can draw whatever they want. You know, Kurt Swan can draw Superman flipping end over end, and it's not any different than when he's drawing him. You know, straight on flying, but uh, mm-hmm. it takes a little more FX here superman is knocked unconscious somehow i don't really know how but anyway <laughs> uh and gus finally arrives at the cave entrance but i really don't care for gus throwing a rock at his burrow though that seemed a little don't don't be a jerk don't 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 hurt the animals there gus. yeah i didn't think that was particularly funny or charming i mean he's he's clearly doing a luthor from the second movie where it took luthor a while to like climb down into the fortress of solitude and they get some comedic mileage out of that, you know, where he's trying to slide down. He's like, you know, one small step for mankind and that kind of thing. Yeah. But they're, yeah. they're doing that here. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, a, yeah, the, the, the rock thing. I was like, ah, all right. They didn't need to leave that in. Yeah. Uh, Gus comes up to the control center to join Ross and the others while a revived Superman walks into the cave, determined to put an end to their schemes. And uh, I, I think, uh, I don't know, but you're talking about Luthor and Superman's line to Ross, you know, all right, Webster, the game's over. It's, it's very reminiscent of his first interaction with Luthor when he's, you know, where's the detonator? I just thought uh, it's like, you know, Superman's put on his very stern. Yeah. All right, man, I, I'm not, you're, I'm not messing around with you, but this is over, you know? So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I like him, Christopher Reeve. I mean, it's, he's Superman uh, is he's he's playing superman to some extent and so when he's meeting with the villains he's not he's not trying to be charming or funny he's just like all right i've had enough of this crap so okay you know you've knocked me around a little bit but he stands there and his arms are on his shoulder yeah and, and i love the way christopher Reeve, when he gets mad kind of does things in that clipped manner where he's like you know like too late luther too late like he just kind of spits it out and he does a little bit of that here so yeah i like that a lot it's it's almost like you know there's this and in Superman, especially Christopher Reeve, Superman would never do this. But there's like, there is that idea that he is this very. It, it kind of goes to that, and I'm jumping way ahead, but it jumps to the the line that uh, 
George Newburn Superman gives uh, Darkseid at the end of Justice League Unlimited, where he's like, I walk in a, a world of cardboard. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's that I've, I, I keep myself under control, but you're really, you're really pushing it with me right now. I'm like, it's almost like he's a parent that's like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, I'll let you go this far, but we're done. You need to stop. <laughs> You know, that's, you know, it's, 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 that's what it, that's what it feels like. It's like, I don't have to, I don't have to put up with this and I don't even have to be nice about it, yep. but I'm going to give you the chance to just give up now. You know, so. yep. You're lucky I'm not microwaving all of your insides right now. Exactly. You always go to the microwaving the insides, right? I just, I, I what... find that to be the most <laughs> sinister of Superman's powers because you, know, you just, it would really hurt and he can do it really quietly. So I just find yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's funny. I love it. Yeah, that's true, though. It is the most. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have one of the more controversial sequences of this film, at least in recent years. I've heard a lot about this. Lorelai says, hi, honey, uh, to which Superman responds, I don't know you, lady. And uh, she's puzzled and reminds him, but the other night, to which he retorts, I'm sorry, that wasn't me. That guy's gone. Um, so how do we feel about this, Rob? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, to me, in, in Superman's mind, that's uh, that wasn't me. You know, I could see that that's his that's his take on it. Like, a, yeah, I technically, I mean, it, what? How do you saying it's controversial? That what? That they were totally finally owning up to the fact that they did have sex, or or what? Well, I just I've heard people say that you know Superman saying that's not that wasn't me is like. You know, in the context of a Superman movie, that's fine. But it's like it's in in the greater things like, oh, no, that never happened. Like denying something you did that you don't want to be reminded of, you know, like I, gotcha. I guess in some ways of like, you know, of, uh, uh, you know, celebrity of, uh, <laughs> actions coming back to bite them in the rear end and things like that. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, it, well, it kind of co- comes up in that regard. I, I don't I don't think you should level it at Superman in this movie, but it no. it, it, it has come up, you know. Interesting. So. Okay. No, I mean, hey, it's like you guys put the whammy on me with this fake kryptonite and you caused me to change and I did things I didn't would normally do. That's yeah, you that was the manipulated me, but that wasn't the real me. So, yeah, I was fine with it. I like I mean, I like how hurt she looks. Yeah, I mean, in Christopher Reeve does. I mean, he does kind of seem like he's regretful that he has to break it to her that way. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like, you know, he, he does actually kind of sell the fact that, you know, hey, I, I'm sorry, lady, but that, that really wasn't me. And I mean, of course, like you said, they essentially, you know, I mean, I hate to use this term, but they essentially roofied Superman anyway, you know. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, so anything he did was on them anyhow, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't feel that way about it, but I just thought we should address it. Cause I have, I have, you know, I, when the Superman three comes up, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, that's the one where Superman like, you know, sleeps with that woman. And then later he's like, it wasn't me, honey. I didn't have anything to do with it. And, and, and <laughs> maybe if he had said honey. Yeah. That might've been a little more. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, of course he does remember what he did because he fixed the oil leak. Yep. He, he later fixes the Leaning Tower of Pisa, sorry, spoiler warning. And of course he knew where the apartment was. He knew where the ski resort apartment on penthouse was. Yep. So he remembers what happened, but you know, he just wasn't in control of, he, he didn't make those choices. So, you know, in Superman's mind, he's like, Hey, I'm free and clear of this. I, I wasn't in, yeah, I wasn't in control. And I, I, I honestly don't have any problem with it. Listeners, you let us know what you think. I, I just think it's just one of those things in, there's so much in modern, you know, like, you know, the, the, the word of the, the, he said, the, he said, she said, who's responsible, who takes responsibility for, 
you know, different things. It, it just, it, it, um, it, it can be a little sticky. It's a weird area for a Superman movie to wander into, even accidentally. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it. We talked about that at the at the time, you know, when we had the the episode with Andy, when they it was very obvious that they that they did the deed, that um, it was a very weird place for them to go with the Superman movie anyway. It really is, yeah, yeah, it really is, yeah. So enough of that stuff. We had to get we had to get through that. Uh, the computer analyzes Superman again with video game like graphics. As Superman admonishes Ross's crew for using their skills to only help themselves, Gus is taken aback by this and tries to assure, assure Superman that he is not with them. I, like that's like I am not with them, Superman. And uh, you could have fooled me, Mister. I just thought he's got that clipped. Yep. <laughs> he's got that clipped answer, and I, I do like the bit where he calls uh, Superman man, and Lorelai says that's his last name. He likes to be called Superman. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Uh, Vera fires a beam that traps Superman in an airtight bubble. Uh, the Man of Steel struggles for a bit, but then uses his heat vision to break free. So what did you think of this bubble effect, Rob? Oh, I thought that, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. I did want to ask you, that scene where they analyze Superman with the computer and we get a drawing of Superman, uh, I was looking at that, wondering if that was drawn by anybody particularly famous that we would know, but I can't recognize the style. Like it's, it doesn't turn into like a Kurt Swan Superman, uh, no, but no. clearly they got somebody to draw it because it is a pen and ink drawing. Yeah. I think it's kind of like digitized a little bit, yep. but it, yeah, it, 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 it probably, it, it, I mean, the build of it looks like a Kurt Swan Superman. Yeah. So it could, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it looks like they hired some DC artists to draw him in that pose. And then as you say, digitized it to give it that kind of, eight bit look, but it's, it's funny. It's like the most comic booky thing in any of these movies is a literal pen and ink drawing of, of Superman, uh, which it, I enjoyed quite a bit. It looks like one of those cut scenes, like at the beginning of an eight bit video game where the, the, the animation like is better than the rest of the game. That's what it looked like. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> Based on a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So going back to the bubble thing. Spe- again, speaking of comic books, I mean, this, I, I said this in the previous episode, I've been saying it the last bunch that this is the most comic booky movie of all the Superman movies. I mean, this is so 1979, 1980, 1981 Superman comics. I mean, mm. this, this death trap bubble that they put him in, uh, it's a great effect. I like that it's initially some sort of like electrical feel and then it solidifies into a kind of like egg sack kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, it's great. It's goofy and it's funny and it's it's neat to see something that Superman's muscle can't get him out of because it just stretches as he's trying to push it. Uh, it's a it's cool. It's really fun. I wish the Superman movies had had a chance to do more of this kind of stuff because it is it is literally what superman comics were like at the time yeah i agree this is this is something that you definitely would see in a comic and i and i like the fact that through most of it it looks like that's christopher reeve inside there which mm-hmm. i mean you know these, the superman movies are really good about like oh stunt guy oh stunt man you know they're not there you don't get that in the superman movies almost every shot you you see reeve i mean i'm sure there are stunt man used but you know obviously but they're really good about hiding it. And all these scenes are pretty up close and it looks like it's him. And I, and I have to feel like, you know, it's like that just, it's, they, they use the Superman flying apparatus, the rig, and just kind of built this, um, this egg sack bubble thing around it in, in a weird way. And, and uh, because when he frees himself, you can kind of tell he, he corrects and like lands, like, you know, like he almost like he would when he was flying. So I, I thought that was uh 
that was nice. I will say there's one minor quibble. If you listen, the heat vision sizzle sound starts before the visuals start. So <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's leveling up, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, Vera then blasts Superman with another ray, a green one. And it's obviously a kryptonite ray. And she says, this time we got it right. And I don't know about you, but I always thought kryptonite lasers were cool. I mean, (laughs) that is another thing that's very much from the comics, from the super friends. I mean, you know, there were always somebody using a kryptonite laser beam on Superman on the Super Friends. So, <laughs> yeah, that's standard villain procedure is to weaponize kryptonite into a death ray. I mean, you can't you can't pass it up. Right, right. Superman falls to his knees in pain as Ross tells Gus, thanks to his com- supercomputer, he's going to go down in history as the man who killed Superman. Uh, I do like that Lorelai is also distressed by Superman's pain. She does actually. You know, it seems like she actually does have feelings for this guy. And as we've established, you know, she's not all that bad. Some of the things that that Ross and Vera have done, her and Gus have looked at each other like, should we be doing this? You know, so I, I thought that was a nice little little moment. I mean, they, they do give all the villains, you know, it's they, do they really need four villains? I, I don't know. I mean, but, you know, they they give them all something to do, you know, so that's. They're not like lost in the shuffle of this of these scenes. So I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. I mean the uh, the man who killed Superman when he says it so explicitly. Again, I'm repeating myself for the 95th time just in this episode alone. But the man who killed Superman, you totally could see that as the title of a comic book written by Carrie Bates, drawn by <laughs> Kurt Swan, inked by Dave Hunt. I mean, you could you know this is this is one of the best stories of the year reprinted in the best of DC Digest. You know, I mean. It, the title just reads like a <laughs> Elliot S. Magan Superman story. Yeah, right. And of course, there's later an episode of Batman the Animated Series called the Man called the Man Who Killed Batman about a little little know nothing uh, guy that was just getting into the the criminal underground who accidentally almost kills Batman and then everybody thinks he murdered him. You know, so <laughs> I, I that's that's uh, that was a fun little fun little bit. Yeah, yeah. So unable to get back down through the stairs, Gus takes the yo-yo from his pocket, which they established earlier in this movie, and slides down one of the computer cables to the cave floor below. I'm not sure that a yo-yo string would hold a grown man's weight. What do you think? (laughs) Uh, You know, we're not worried about the science anymore in this movie. So, okay, that's fine. It's a really good yo-yo. Let's see. (laughs) Yeah, it must have been a dumb. Duncan. You know, it's not a it's not a knockoff, it's a true Duncan yo yo. It there must be. I mean, right? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a good yo yo, get a Duncan. So So that brings us to the ends of these minutes. We'll see what happens from here. So what what do you think of these this sequence overall, Rob? Again, it's a lot of fun. Death traps, uh, you know, it's it's the kind of stuff you kind of go for Superman before. So yeah, I'm I've been enjoying it. I've been waiting the whole show for these villains to finally square off, so it's nice that the you know, Ross Webster, again, not the most fearsome of the villains, but it's cool that he's got a bunch of tricks up his sleeve. Uh, again, remi- it does remind you, again, a lot of that cut scene from Superman 1 where Superman's trying to make his way into Luthor's uh, HQ and he hits him with the fire and then he hits him with the freeze ray. Now, they cut all that stuff out, but it's it's cool to see it here. Yeah, you're right. It does it does remind you of that. Yeah, they finally, they finally made good on that to the, to the folks who didn't watch it in the ABC TV movie presentation of it, right? So, yeah, that's good. 
So that'll do it for these minutes. Uh, we'd love to read your comments on Superman 3 and these minutes over at firewaterpodcast.com. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. Special thanks to Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer who started the whole Movies by Minute phenomenon. Check out all the shows they have helped inspire over at moviesbyminute.com. Extra special thanks to all the patrons of the Firewater Podcast Network. If you would like to support the network financially, go to patreon.com slash fwpodcast. There you can find many ways you can help the network keep it going, including support levels that can get a, give you a special shout-out on the show of your choice, like Superman's pal Henry Bernstein, who supports Superman Movie Minute. Yay! Yay, Henry, thank you. Join our never-ending battle here next week on Superman Movie Minute as we continue our coverage of Superman 3. Giorgio, per favore. E grazie.